Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short, about a 13-minute Bible study every day. But it gets us into God's Word every day, and that's important because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. But even for these just few minutes every single day, it keeps us focused on a relationship with God and helps us to maintain a more spiritual and therefore positive mindset to be able to deal with life every day. Well, help people in your life. We always encourage you to do that by sharing these short studies with everybody you can every day. You can do that through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. But share with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can every day. You know people who need to turn their focus and their lives around, and they need to come to God through Jesus Christ. Help them get to heaven by sharing these short studies with them. What a great blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment. Start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today. And we're talking about something that really, really is relevant right now. Now, we could probably say that about any time that humanity is alive in this world, and even any time when we're alive during our lifetimes in this country. But right now, particularly, is a time of chaotic operations in the world. And we live here. We can really see it in our lives in this country. Our, our country is in a chaotic state. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, Everything is in upheaval in the sense that the government has been overthrown and people are just rioting the streets right and left and all of that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying we're in a state that is chaotic right now. We have people hating one another in mass, in mass detail. We have people who are, are, are doing all kinds of horrible things. We've got mass shootings. Now, let me say quickly... There have pretty much always been mass shootings, I think we could say. People talk about climate change and we're having hurricane after hurricane and tornadoes and all that. We've always had hurricanes. We've always had tornadoes in this country. That's part of the nature of the atmosphere as it reacts with the landscape in this country and also with the nature of the atmosphere in the oceanic realms around us. There have always been hurricanes. Now, when you go back far enough, we just did not hear as much about them because of the communication lines not being anything like they are now. And the people were not warned ahead of time, you know, days and days ahead, say, you know, better get out and such, such and such. We did not see the communication on as ready a basis as, as we see it now about how much devastation was done and how many people were killed and how many homes were wrecked and so on. But we have instant communication, basically, now. And so all of that is in vogue. Have there only been shootings in the last few years or maybe 10 or 20 years? Well, of course not. There have always been shootings. And there have been mass shootings. But we, again, we hear about it all the time now because of our communication system. It is so on the spot and so immediate. Interesting but that's the way that it is. Well, could we look around us and say that maybe things are getting worse now? Well, some people would say absolutely it's getting worse. Well, again, it's a matter of, of analysis on a personal level. 
And some people, they'll, they'll say, well, now, here are official people analyzing the whole scale of things, and they're telling us that there's more of this than there was back. Okay, then you'll have some other experts who'll come in and say, but they're not as well-known, perhaps, and they're not as, as, as well pushed to the forefront in, in their assessment of things as the media would do with some others who kind of follow a particular pattern of thinking and thought and, and, and analysis that they seem to be taking to. But others will say, well, no, no, there's, there, you know, it's, we've seen this kind of thing in the past and this kind of thing in the past and this kind of thing in the past. Well, okay. But certainly we're being confronted with and exposed to a great deal of chaotic behavior and chaotic events in our country right now. But it's not just in our country. It's all over the world, basically. But we live here, so it's right in front of us. People are desperately seeking. People are frantically groping and looking for some semblance of hope. We see the prices rising incredibly quickly because of astronomical inflation. We haven't seen inflation on this level in decades, and we might say decades and decades, but we have seen inflation on this level back in our past several decades ago, but we haven't, we haven't had to deal with it on this level for a long time. But we also see in the political circles and the cultural circles, we see people at odds in not just disagreeable ways, or even confrontational ways, but hateful ways, hateful and violent ways. Have there ever been riots in the street before in our nation? Absolutely. As a young boy growing up in the city of Chicago, there were riots, a number of them. And then as I was not just a little, a young boy anymore, but as I got older, there were riots. But then we have seen just lately massive riots on a continuing basis on a scale all across the country. Well, thankfully, we're not seeing that right now, at least not to that degree. But we see people trying to overthrow the government. And let me tell you, it's not just on one side or the other side. It's across the board to a great extent. And a lot of that is not really being reported to us in a factual way. But it's, cha it's chaotic out there right now. We've got shortages that we've had to deal with. We've got prices for just regular, needful commodities that keep rising. And, and just, again, all of the violence, all of the killings. And it seems like from a political perspective, we've got all of this animosity toward one another between parties, between ideologies. It's sad, and it's hurting our nation. Well, but this is not the only time when we can point to things, events in the world, that have produced this kind of disorder and this kind of, of forlorn among people on a wide, widespread scale. You're, of course, not, none of us were probably alive during World War I, but that was such a horrible worldwide conflict, basically, 
that it was called the war to end all wars. There had never been a war like that before. And so it was dubbed the war to win to end all wars. But it wasn't very many years after that until World War II came along and again, massive scale and perhaps even greater devastation. And that was called the second war to end all wars. The point being that those wars were so horrible that mankind should have learned a lesson, we're never going to let that happen again on that scale. But it was just a few years later until there was the Korean War, and then not that many years after that, there was the Vietnam War, and and there are always wars going on all over the world, wars and rebellions and revolutions, most of those we just don't hear that much about. But there are always continuing conflicts going on around the world. And now we're embroiled in another war between two countries in Europe. How sad that is. But now it's not just between those two, but the nations of Europe are brought into it. We're brought into it. Again, these are just, these are just examples of the chaos that's going on in the world around us. And so a lot of people are feeling strongly a sense of hopelessness. What's going to happen? What will all of this lead to? But we can go all the way back to extremely ancient times. We can look at a man named Job. And he said this in Job 7 and verse 6. My, de- my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle and are spent without hope. Now, Job had been through some stuff. If you go back to chapter 1 and, and 2, you find that he lost all of his children. Not only that, and that, that was in one day, but not only that, he lost a tremendous amount of his wealth through natural disasters and also through theft from enemies from without. Again, all in one day. Now, the devil was behind all of that as you read the account in Job chapter 1. But Job did not deny God. Job did not curse God. He did not become unfaithful to God. And then God allowed the devil because the devil was challenging God well, sure, you know, you just keep blessing Job and you don't let anything happen to him. Well, chapter one, God said, okay, do what you will. Just don't touch Job. Don't touch him personally, physically. And after the devil brought about all of those losses, Job still remained faithful to God. And the devil said, well, let me, let me touch his body. Let me do something to him physically. God said, okay, but you cannot take his life. And so, The devil caused boils, grievous sores to break out upon Job's entire body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And so when you come to chapter 7 and verse 6, Job says, my days are swifter than a weaver's shuttle. Now that's a weaver's shuttle goes really fast. But then he says, and they're spent without hope, without hope. Interesting. So you see, the sense of hopelessness people have experienced for all of time, basically. Job may have been the very first book of the Bible that was ever written. 
That's how ancient that particular book is from God's word. And he already expresses that lack of hope. We're going to talk about hopelessness and hope next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for being the God of hope. And through your Son, our Lord and Savior, offering us the hope of eternal life, ultimate hope with you in heaven. Help us to grab onto that hope and look forward to its reality in our lives and to share it with others, Father. We pray. Please forgive us and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.